Baines Plus One. You're listening to Baines Plus One with me, Samantha Baines, the show where each week I have one notable guest and delve into their lives like a Pikachu delving into the bushes to escape my Pokeballs. This show is sponsored by Penguin in the Room, award-winning marketing for the arts. Go to www.penguinintheroom.com for more info. This week I had brilliant comedian Sophie Hagen. We chatted all things Edinburgh Fringe. She wrote a poem about Pokemon Go and so did I. Enjoy. It's time for Baines Plus One with Samantha Baines. I've got here just in time for my special guest to arrive. It's Sophie Hagen. How's your week been? Has there been any illness? <laughs> uh, no, I don't know. There hasn't. I, uh, there's been a lot of busy. Does that count? There's been a lot of what? Busy. 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 What? Tired, Tell us what you've been up fatigue. to. Fatigue. Fatigue. Good Does word. Does that count? Does that yeah. count? You can get sick from fatigue, I'm sure. Yeah, let's let's go with that. <laughs> Good start to the show. Sorry if you're having your lunch. We're talking about being sick. Oh, what have you been up to this week? Gigging? Anything exciting? Yeah, what, did I, what have I done? I did... Where have I been? So yesterday I had a preview cancelled. Oh. Which was... Uh, oh, this was fun. It's not funny, but it was fun. My f- one of my best friends took me out for fish because I'd said to him that I don't like fish, <laughs> and then he was like, "Oh well, you haven't tasted these ones." <laughs> so we had so much fish, and it was quite delicious, actually. Do you like it? Yeah. Are you not a fish eater, or do you just eat certain types of fish? Certain types. It's because I tried oysters, and I told him I didn't like <gasps> oysters. I don't like them either. Right? It's seawater. It's like... And how do you get it out and in and down? Yeah, oh. it's not good. And even when you get it, it just tastes like the sea. It's yeah. like a blubber sea Like thing. a salt bogey. Yeah. So, But he was like, oh, well, you'll love this. I didn't love that. No, but there okay. was lots of other fish stuff. And <laughs> they just gave us like a crap. Just a crap. Like deal with it. I love like it with, with your claws. accent. That sounds like you're saying sort of the the, the poo, poo version. <laughs> well, it tasted <laughs> the same. The no, but crab. that's the thing about fish. Is they give you the, the the heads. Yeah, and then you just have to pull off a head. It's insane. <laughs> did you did you scoop out the crab meat and eat it? Like I mean, that? I scooped up something. I don't know if it was the meat or if it what. I mean, I don't know. You don't know what you're meant to eat. You just kind of, and you don't want to seem two working class <laughs> it seemed like you don't know <laughs> yeah. just eat it all yeah, <laughs> showing like down on the claw like, like you're not meant to eat them? what do you call the little like like snail looking things oh i don't, I don't know. know what you call but like, you have to pick out the snail inside of a the, oh yeah little, oh god cockle maybe is it like round yeah yeah did like you like those you step on when it's been raining yeah. <laughs> Just I mean, pick them up, cook them, and eat them, Sophie. I don't know what that's you're what doing it wrong. That's what they do, the rich people. That's what they do. So I had to pick them up with like a little needle, and then it said, and then it was like little round, like shaped. As I eyes. mean, it sounds it's, horrific. Yeah, but it was so expensive. Was it tasty? It was expensive, no. so you just ate it. I, I just like bathed it in like lots of mayonnaise. So I think Good. what I liked was the mayonnaise. <laughs> and it felt like the mayonnaise had like a little weird snail thing in it. Wow. Well, Are you going to be sick now? I'm just going to. I'm I mean, just thank to you. you. Yeah, I'm glad that you saved this for me to start. <laughs> Even though when I got off the train, I thought I was going to puke. I'm glad that you've tried more fish, but maybe realised that you just stick to mayonnaise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Excellent. And we're going to be talking more, uh, maybe about comedy and stuff, Yay. with Sophie Hagen, brilliant comedian and podcast owner. <laughs> Several podcasts. She owns Baines Plus One. You indeed listening to Baines Plus One with me, Samantha Baines, and my brilliant special guest comedian, Sophie Hagen. Yeah. I think I called you Wondrous on Twitter. Wondrous. Are you up for that? Do you uh, like that as a description? Sh- what would you say that it meant? Wondrous. Like wonderful, like a but place of wonder. <laughs> a person of wonder. A that person you, of wonder. So you walk in the room and people go, oh, wow. Sure, I'll take that. Like really good magic. Cool. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you had me till you said <laughs> okay. ma- you lost me at magic. Like real magic, though. Like in real life. There's no such thing as real magic. <gasps> Don't ruin the spell. Anyway, Sophie, <laughs> let me do your introduction because we didn't do that okay. earlier. Sophie is a London-based award-winning Danish comedian and podcaster. Um, she, The Guardian described her as having an easy charm and an ability to combine delicate subject matter with big, accessible laughs. Sophie is also a writer and a very nice person. She perfected her English and gained valuable people skills as a teenage fan of the boy band Westlife. 
which we'll talk a little bit like about <laughs> Sophie Hagen. Yay! <laughs> oh, wait, does it say that I gain people skills from being a Westside fan? Yeah, apparently. What is that sentence? It was written what by my producer, mean? so you can take what that with that her. What does that mean? People skills. Is, is that not in your show? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, well, people skills by I've seen your tweets with Brian McFadden. Yeah, that's, that is that good people scream, skills. That doesn't scream people skills. That screams that is a form a of communication. Borderline getting a restraining order. Got a order. reply. I think that's good people skills. <laughs> it's from Brian McFadden. There we go. It doesn't take much. <laughs> I'm sure he wouldn't reply to my tweets. Don't put yourself down. I've worked on this since I was 13. <laughs> there we go. I got one reply. Goal achieved. Tip. <laughs> so now, Sophie, it's time for your quick fire rounds. Okay. So you can show you off your people skills. That's terrifying, though. <laughs> you do it because I have to translate. I'm not from this country, so I, I would have to translate every word first and then decide. Oh, wow. So okay. This, this is well, very... I'll give you a slight pause then. Good. Uh, I should have learned it all in Dutch, shouldn't I? Y- you could learn Dutch. I wouldn't. I mean, that wouldn't help oh. a lot. Where, where are you Danish, from? Oh my god, I'm so sorry. That's fine. That's I didn't fine. even know. <laughs> this is why you're on the show, we're going to learn. Okay, I could learn it in Danish you or should. Dutch, and then it would be like interesting to compare sure. the different languages. I would have left that. That would have been really good hosting <laughs> from your side. Good. So, um, quick fire round. Okay. Sophie Hagen, here we go. Tea or coffee? Uh, not, neither. You have to pick one. A tea. Facebook or Twitter? Facebook. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Denmark or England? Uh-oh. 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 Well, which country would throw me out if I don't say them? <laughs> England. We're throwing everyone out at the moment, aren't we? Early bird or night owl? Night owl. Edinburgh or London? Edinburgh. Pokemon or Digimon? What? <laughs> what is... Th- I don't know what that is. Like cartoony Pokemon-y things. Neither. Like reality. Okay, Books. reality. Car or train? <laughs> Ooh, train. English Christmas or Danish Christmas? Danish Christmas. Pen or pencil? What's the what? What's the difference? Like a is pen the the inky one, and the pencil is the 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 other one. It's like lead. Oh, I th- I thought it was this, I thought pen was a abbreviation. We're learning of pencil. <laughs> <laughs> well, pen then. <laughs> Danish pastry or the Danish girl? Well, do you mean the pastry or some, something. Danish because? It's not actually Danish. It's uh, it's like Swiss or something. Oh, great! So that Swiss, doesn't make any Dutch. sense. Let's oh, did you all mean the movie? In. The Danish. I'm gonna go with the movie. Okay, half empty or half full? Half full. TV or radio? TV. Coloring in or meditation? Ooh, same thing. <laughs> I've seen that you've got your app. Right? We're yeah. Talk about this. Ketchup? <laughs> would you keep it in the cupboard or in the fridge? Fridge. Adventurous or cautious? Cautious. Jaffa cakes, cakes or biscuits? I don't know what that is. <laughs> I don't know what you that is. You know the chocolate? It's no. like a chocolate layer and then there's like a spongy underneath Ooh. it. has got orange in the middle. Ooh. I, n- Something n- maybe to try. <laughs> cautious? <laughs> cautious. I'm going to go with cautious again. Boyzone or Westlife? Westlife. Oh, that you was a, That was a ridiculous question. <laughs> How is Boyzone even an option? Oh, it's, wow. I went to see Boyzone live in concert when I was younger. My auntie took me. They had a really I'm good sorry. track. That was called... Just uh, one. Where Did We Go? Oh, it was so good. It I was like number... So many Boyzone tracks. Well, it, was, it, was like, it was like a special track. Or like number 16 on their album. Like they tried to hide it away because it wasn't good enough, but it was so good. When I went to see it, Ronan Keating sang one of the songs on a bench at the front of the stage, <gasps> and it was a moment that was special for me. I oh was like, God. Ronan! Oh reaching God. out. Anyway, any uh, we ask these questions to everyone. You've got a bit more time with these now. Okay. Any secret habits or talents, apart from being Dutch? <laughs> any secret habits? I mean, there wouldn't be much secret if I shared them. I, 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 okay, so it's... I guess I, I guess it's not secret anymore because I tweeted about it because <laughs> I wanted to know if it was normal to brush your teeth in the shower oh. and or pee in the shower. <laughs> okay. Because I needed to find out how many people did it before I would reveal <laughs> whether you did it or not. Yeah, and I've come to the to the conclusion that I definitely pee in the shower because that's quite normal. Yeah. Brushing my teeth in the shower t- turns out to uh, absolutely disgust a lot of people. <laughs> really, I don't. I don't find it disgusting. I've never thought of that as an option. Really? Though. Yeah. I don't understand 
it makes so much sense it kind of does though because the sink is normally so close to the shower anyway yeah you're in the same room yeah and there's water right there saving time but the thing is is when i then don't brush my teeth in the shower i'm used to just being able to to spit (laughs) so you just spit just standing by the sink i just oh uh oh no it's all down my cheek (laughs) oh no Oh, because the water washes yeah. it off. So I guess that makes yourself. sense. It feels know, a bit childish. In the shower, just wash all parts of you, yeah. including your tip. Oh, yeah. might give this a go. <laughs> You're like go. a giant baby again. <laughs> I quite like it. Um, what makes you angry? Uh, um, stupid people. Like, like people, people who think. You're Dutch. They're right, yeah. <laughs> people who think I'm Dutch. People who think they're right, but they're being so... Like, people who are confidently stupid. Pe- like, there, sometimes I'll get hecklers who... Uh, often... <laughs> no, scrap that. Always men who uh, who will tell me why my joke is funny, as if I didn't know. Ugh. So I'll go, oh, actually, uh, that's funny because... Uh, da, da, da. And you're like, yeah, that's, that's the entire joke. That's why I'm standing on stage saying it. That's why they're paying me to stand on this stage to say that sentence. And they're so confident in, yeah. I'll just help this girl with her stuff. <laughs> she probably doesn't realise yeah, why she's this. funny. Like, it could just it, infu- it infuriates me. Wow, nice, nice. <laughs> if you do you ever have those people in the audience as well who explain the jokes to their friends, like while you're still talking? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I, and I had a heckler. Hecklers make me really, really angry. Um, There's a heckler a few weeks ago. He was ruining it for everyone. There was, some, there was a new act who went off stage to go and cry because this guy had just <gasps> oh interrupted no. him so much. And then I spent nine minutes just yelling at him and he didn't understand it. And then after the show, in the break, he came over and he was like, <laughs> sorry. And I just started yelling and I was like, you don't get to say sorry. You don't get to ask for forgiveness after what you did to this night. There were 90 paying audience members and you ruined everyone's night. And like the other actor, like Sophie, it's like it's fine. Like don't don't yell at the man. And stop crying. It's fine. And he was just so sad. He was like, but I used to do comedy in India, and I was like, that's not an excuse. <laughs> if you did comedy, you should know exactly. not to like, shout. Oh, it's as if it's different. As if in India, it's okay to. I mean, I have no idea, but I just got so mad. I was just like, you're gonna go and gig in India now, and everyone's gonna be shouting you. Like, <laughs> and I was oh. like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> he was telling the Uh-oh. truth. No good. I'm uh, yes. You can. I, I want to gig with I you all mean. the time. I was, but I was, I was, I crossed the line. Me, like he, he left. He was very sad. Well, <laughs> even the actor had been crying was like that was a bit that was a bit much <laughs> well he'll think twice next time before shouting oh i hope he'll never return to a comedy night ever again I, it makes me so ang- it's so selfish to be one i mean and this is so weird to say when you're on stage yourself but being one out of 90 people thinking that somehow you deserve the attention yeah. it's different if you, i mean and I, I know that's exactly what i'm doing <laughs> but i'm turned the other way <laughs> but the, yeah. just being part of an audience going oh i'm the one i'm out of Including the comedian, out of all of us, I need to be heard. I can't even. I can't even. And also, they're putting no effort into it. Like, go away, write some material, and then mm. sign up to do an open spot. That's exactly and then what you I can said have to him. All the That's exactly what I said to him. I said, you don't. You don't even have the balls to go up here and do it yourself. Yeah, don't, you don't try and improvise. You'll never <laughs> yeah, win. You haven't earned this. <laughs> um, your biggest guilty pleasure. Ooh, I don't. Oh, okay. Deliveroo. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't think I've cooked in like six months. <laughs> so if you don't know, Deliveroo is the sort of takeaway like where you eat. order. Yeah. yeah, It's like Just Eat, but you can follow the little man on a little map. So you can see where he is. And if I didn't know you the could do that. Turn, it's amazing. I think you'd like Pokemon Go. I don't think so, no. <laughs> I really don't think so. You can follow yourself on a map. If, if I could have Pokemon Go and then you can like get them to come to your house yeah and then you could catch them in your bed then okay i'd be fine with it and bring you food yeah but if i like like poke like that's restaurants isn't it like <laughs> you going oh where can i find this pizza i'll go to the restaurant like that's the yeah. exact opposite of okay no i'm sorry you wouldn't like <laughs> pokemon go and um, what's one thing you couldn't live without oh oh god oh stand up oh wow stand up yeah 
Some people say breathing. Other people say food and water. Stand up. No, because if I didn't off. breathe or eat or drink, I'd die, and then I'd I'd, I'd be fine. <laughs> but stand up is, you know, I, yeah, same same. Uh, <laughs> um, and what's the most recent lie you've told? When I said stand up instead of just eat. <laughs> nice. <laughs> plus one. I'm here with Sophie Hagen, and we are discussing NSYNC. You yeah. preferred a bit of pop. Pop. You know the song, Pop? Yeah. Dirty Pop? It's so good. Dirty Pop. I swear to God, I know all the lyrics. So Do you? I think so. I liked Bye 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 because they did the jumping on each of the byes, and I used to do it at home in my bedroom. <laughs> ba, ba, ba. Pop, is, that the, is it from the album when they're like on strings, like puppets? Oh, I, wasn't it the first single from a new album? I think, I feel like it was right when they became a bit cool. Because uh, Justin was beatboxing. Um, they were always cool. <laughs> Justin was beatboxing, wasn't he? Oh, hello, Justin. Oh, Justin. I feel like you've got really good pop knowledge of like the 90s. It's all West Life. I woke up on July 5th recently, on July 5th. Wow, and, uh, so specific. <laughs> and the first thing I thought when I saw it, I was like, oh, what date is it? Oh, it's July 5th. Oh, it's Shane from West Life's birthday. I'll never not remember wow. that. I'll never not remember that. When's birthdays. Brian McFadden's birthday? Nah, 12th of April. Wow. Kian is 29th of April. Nikki is 9th of October. Mark was the 20th. Oh, did I forget Mark? Poor oh, God, Mark. 28th of May. Wow. Never forget it. <laughs> Never forget. Jesus. <laughs> Hashtag. Um, we should say you can tweet us throughout the show at Samantha Baines, B-A-I-N-E-S, at Hoxton Radio and at... Sophie Hagen, S-O-F-I-E-H-A-G-E-N. And if you want to get Brian McFadden involved, <laughs> don't tweet him misspelling his name, as we have. Because he's got an I in his name, hasn't he, Sophie? Uh, he changed it from a Y to an I when he went solo. Why did he do that? To not be affiliated with uh, the Weslow brand. <laughs> he just hated that little hanging little tail of the Y below his name. He was like, rebrand no. himself. It's rebranding, isn't it? <laughs> rebranding. I need a dot above my name. Now, the, now it's time for the interview proper. And I feel like as we're talking about Brian McFadden already, yeah. we should discuss Westlife. Because you're a bit of a fan. Was. I was a bit of a fan. Was a bit of a fan. I do know that Wikipedia says that I'm still a fan, which is uh, incorrect. <laughs> but when does fandom stop? You still know when their birthdays. Oh, but that's... Yeah, but I was like a fan. Like, like underscore. Fan. Screaming fan. Like posters on the ceiling and the walls and on the floor. Wow. And like How do you crying. get the blue tap to stick to the carpet? Oh, this was uh, this was back in the day. Oh, we had, like, no carpet. This is su- super glue. <laughs> it's the super glue days. My mom was very angry. <laughs> we moved out. You're ruining the floor. <laughs> um, so, but you, so this featured in an Edinburgh show of yours, didn't it? Yeah. Do you want to tell us a little bit about it? I just I talked about being this. It was when I was like thirteen to fifteen ish, twelve to fifteen, and I wrote all these fan fictions, and I read some of the fan fictions on stage. <laughs> Which was, uh, it was fun. I told my, because I used, when I was a fan of them when I was a teenager, I was a fan with my best friend, Sarah, who today is, you know, mother of two, <laughs> you know, has a job, is like a normal human being. <laughs> Living a real life. And I kept keeping her up to date, like, oh, I just, now I met Brian, and now I met, you know, Mug, and I'm doing this show, and oh, now there's an award, and I'm reading the fan fiction on stage, and she was like, <laughs> Look at your life. <laughs> You're living. You're living the life. Me. You're living the Brian fan life. <laughs> yeah. So um, this was last year at Edinburgh Fringe yeah. Festival, award-winning show. Mm-hmm. And then you toured it around. You were at the Soho Theatre and places like that, weren't you? Yeah, I did uh, Soho Theatre and uh, I did it in Denmark in Copenhagen. And are you doing the show again, or is that it? It's done. It's so done. It's, it's been filmed for the uh, BBC, so they kind of own it now, I guess. So, so can we watch it on the BBC? If people are listening and they're like, I want to hear about this Westlife I think you can watch fiction. a clip of it on BBC and then they might release the full thing eventually. I don't really know. What, so how did it, how did you go about coming up with your first sort of your debut Edinburgh show? So obviously stand-up comedian. Mm. Um, how long have you been going? In Six years. And so your first show last year, how did it kind of build up to doing an hour for you? Well, it just kind of... I think I, I I had been booked in to do a uh, 
40 minute show at the Sligo Comedy Festival. And Sligo is the Irish uh, town that three of the Westlifers grew up in, Mark, Shane, and Kian. So I thought, oh, there's this show. I'll just, you know, I'll tell some of the stories and I'll talk a bit about that. And then I think that was in April. And then when I turned up and did it, it lasted 50 minutes and I really loved doing it. I was like, this, this is a show. And I had to call my agent and go, uh, can I like debut in a few months? Is that <laughs> is that possible? Can I please do this? I just really wanted to do that hour in in Edinburgh, so it kind of happened very last minute, and I we had to book in a bunch of previews and. Oh wow! So it, and also quite organically, like exactly, a lot of people yeah, yeah. sit down and like, okay, this is my debut show. What's it going to be about? And yeah, like, yeah. No, no, for no. you, it was kind of just a passion that but my, became. Yeah, but my next show had the same kind of because I. I if it's because you have to say it so many times, you have to do it so many times, because it's the whole next year. So y- it can't be just a random. Oh, I'm gonna talk about puppies, and then you're sick of puppies after a week. <laughs> it has to I be can something. Never be sick re- of I know that was a very bad example. <laughs> I'd love to do a show about puppies. I w- next, year. I had to d- get my photo taken for the um, for the poster, and I was just. Can we have dogs in the photo? And they're like, why? I was like, there's no reason. Just because I want a pet dog for a while. Because they're cute. Yeah. And everyone will be like, oh, I'm going to go see that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't even care about what happens after we take the photo. I just really want to. Please do dogs. that next year. Just have like, oh. just have a show with like loads of live animals. Oh my God, I'd love that. <laughs> oh, I would love doing that show. <laughs> and it could be like a pet petting zoo and you hear comedy. Yes, but only I get to pet them. Okay, oh, okay. I'd be like in a cage on stage petting the dogs. And would the dogs be in the cage or would yes. they be allowed to roam free? And no, would that no, be a comment about me. society no, 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 caging dogs? No, it's just about me petting dogs. Listen, there's no point in this apart <laughs> okay. from me getting to pet the dogs. Good, I'm I glad we've cleared this up. I will have pre-recorded an hour show that I'll just play like over the sound system. And then I'll be petting the dogs while they listen to the show. I like that. I'm sure yeah. lots of people could find meaning in that. Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I had the same thing with my, my title for my last show, Bubble Rap. Where a lot of like fancy radio people or interview people were like, oh, is that because it symbolizes youth and, and bubble rap and you kind of, you, you pop it. And then that's like what you're doing with your show. You're kind of like, yeah, sure. Yeah, is it's that not, what fancy radio people are? It's not because... I just picked a funny word. <laughs> it's not at all. Well, if that's what fancy radio people ask, Sophie, was your show called Bubble Rap? Because you like... <laughs> exactly, Samantha. Exactly. But Thank your you new noticing. show is called Shimmer Shatter. Is Shimmer that right? Shatter. Yeah. Is that called Shimmer Shatter because it's like you shimmering... I can't even think of a fancy oh, radio really thing to say. This is what <laughs> shimmering I'm into in. the world of puppies. Yes, yeah, exactly. It symbolizes the world of puppies. Uh, in which I shimmer. <laughs> Always. <laughs> puppies shimmer, don't they? Uh, what, so tell us about your new show. This is um, Edinburgh 2016. Yeah, I guess that's why I kind of laughed when you said people skills, because it's kind of about how I don't really have people skills. Great. I mean, people, I don't, it's a, I don't know what that means, but uh, like, I don't really, I'm very bad at functioning as a person. Like even here outside of this Hoxton radio studio, and I was just looking at all these hipstery people. <laughs> really cool, really trendy. But they just all function. I, I just, I wouldn't. <laughs> well, to the know. outside world, they all function. At home, <laughs> they probably the, cry, surrounded that's the, by. That's the whole point. Like, you know, I, I, it's the it's the outside world where I don't function. I'm fine at home. Like I know who I am, and I'm confident. But interacting with people. I always feel like I'm pretending to be a human being. And it's kind of... Yeah. So interesting. <laughs> interesting. Not funny, but interesting. No. <laughs> I, well, I'm sure you can make it funny. I'm, but I'm hoping that I can. So is there a mental health sort of element to this? or It's a difficult one because there are... <coughs> there are um, what do you call that? It's like, it's like a, like a specter between, you know... There's a casual just introvert, which is the mental illness... But then, you know, that, like, the extreme version of that, I guess, is, like, social anxiety. Yeah. Which is kind of where I am. Like, I'm very much in this, like, extreme introvert, social anxiety kind of person. But even just regular introverts who function fine, you know, that's also just a personality trait. That's that's not really being acknowledged because the world is kind of built around extroverts, and that's kind of the ideal. Mm. 
Yeah, well, I suffer from anxiety and I've written about it for The Guardian. And uh, But it's a kind of, at the moment, a lot of comedians seem to be coming out and being quite open about these mm. sort of how they are at home, basically, yeah. when we don't see them on stage performing. And obviously Felicity Ward last year did a brilliant yeah. show about um, anxiety and her IBS. Um, do you think in comedy it's it's going more that way? Is it kind of a fashion in comedy or do you think... I think it's of the so. time. I mean, I haven't really been around English comedy or comedy in <clears throat> the UK for that long. I've only lived here for about three or four years, so I don't really know how it has always been. But it does seem to be a thing that people talk about now, which is brilliant. I don't know if it's just in comedy or if it's the world. Maybe yeah. I don't really know. I'm not that in tune with <laughs> what happens around the world. But I think but it's, it's a important. brilliant thing. It's yeah. so important, and it feels that we can it's talk so about good. It. Yeah, and I was a bit nervous about, you know, bringing it up again, you know, because you do know you're going to get comments of people going, oh, okay, it's just everyone's talking about it, blah, blah, blah. But it's just so important to talk about. Well, I think people say that with everything, though. I'm doing my sh debut show this year, <gasps> so I'll be mining you for advice and information Whoa. shortly. Um, so exciting. But it's about science and the universe. And Amazing. people have said to me, you, oh, so you're jumping on the science bandwagon. What, what's the science <laughs> like, bandwagon? Oh, is there one? I didn't and, know that. And the science people wagon? All, <laughs> I, I'm driving it. I've got <laughs> the horses by the reins. And... Um, and people can say that about her mental health and whatever yeah. happens. Feminism. A, a few people yeah. to be doing a show Bridget, about. Bridget Christie said she got that after she'd done uh, the, uh, f uh, the award-winning show about feminism. Yeah. And how next year they're like, what, what are you going to talk about now? And she's like, it's not done. <laughs> I haven't fixed <laughs> I'm still going. Yeah, I haven't fixed sexism. <laughs> well, my show is sort of science and feminism. And someone actually said to me, you know, if I'm, I'm pitching ideas of that ilk... They said, "Well, you know, I won't. I won't name names. <laughs> Bridget Christie does feminism, and Helen Keane does science. So, <laughs> like, only one woman so... can do it. That's it." What it's do you taken. want to pick? We have a list of things that <laughs> yeah. no one's done yet. Oh no, I missed, <laughs> I missed the list, guys. <laughs> I, I didn't check it show. off with all the other female <laughs> comedians. Um, yeah, you've bagged puppies now. Maybe I'll go puppies. cats. <laughs> um, so oh no, that's been done as well. Cats. Yeah, I mean oh. not well, but it, uh, I be careful what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't know anyone who's done a show about cats. I was just making a joke. I don't know. Okay. If you've done a show about cats, I'm so sorry. It was probably great. <laughs> Hamsters. Not heard yeah. of that. There we go. The I, I mentioned a hamster on mine, though, so oh, I feel like uh, I don't want you to get in on my turf. We need to form some sort of female comedian group yeah, we so we can just tick all this off. Yeah, and I think we're going to need to tick off like the next 12 topics, just for yeah. the next 12 years, so we're not left with like a really boring topic in 12 years' time. <laughs> we're like, oh, I've got carpets. <laughs> oh, <Guys."> no. <laughs> it's going to be such Sweeping a it show. under the carpet. Um, so you've also won some brilliant awards. <laughs> Not only um, Foster's Best Newcomer of last year, but uh, Laughing Horse New Act of the Year, Time Out called you a one to watch. You've been in loads of awards finals. Do you think that's useful as a as a comedian, if any young comedians are thinking of entering awards? Do you think it has helped your career? I think it can go either way because you could... The, the problem is if you do it when you're not ready, and I don't know how many people know if they're ready or not, but you can easily burn out. Uh, there are stories of people who, when they started out, won a competition or five competitions, and then they got booked to do these 20-minute sets because everyone loved them, and then they failed because they only had their five, mm. and then no one wanted them back for years, and you know they kind of, kind of faded out of it. But if you do it when you're ready, like I know Bobby Mayer did it, the year, the year before I did Laughing Horse, I think he did it, and he was definitely ready. Uh, and you know, he had his 20-minute set. He just needed to be seen by industry. He just moved over from Canada, so when he did it, that was just like an, a good starting point. And the same with me; it was a good starting point to kind of be seen by the right people, and then you can and book move on. So but it can really bite you in the behind if, uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you do badly. If you, if, yeah, if you're not ready for it. So you would you say you should have a strong 20 minutes before you enter a competition? Mm, I think entering it is fine. And even if you get to the final and you don't win, that's fine as well. That's just experience. Yeah. The problem is if you win and you don't have 20, you need to be, then you need, then there's no, re if you don't have a product to move further with, there's no reason to really do it. Yeah. I mean, experience is good, <clears throat> but yeah, if you win, people are going to want 
t- to put you on things, and you need to be ready for that. But apart from that, it doesn't really matter. If you reach the final and you don't win, no one knows. No one's going to remember you. No one's going to go, oh, they lost the final. Oh, no, we'll never book them. No one gives a poop, poop. <laughs> <laughs> about Just you. provide you with oh, really? some excellent <laughs> alternative <Poop>. to swears. <laughs> no one's going to care. I mean, competitions are fun, but even if you win, that doesn't mean that you're in And if you win, that doesn't mean you're the best. Like, that doesn't at all mean you're the best. If you look at some, like, really old uh, comedy competition for, like, 10, 15, 20 years ago, and sometimes you'll see, like, Louis C.K., Daniel Kitson, <laughs> like, on, like, the third place, and then some guy you've never heard of win. Yeah. It's just about the, the night. Quite often that's the way as well, isn't it, that the person who came second does better than the winner. Like yeah. X Factor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we all buy the second records, but not it's the just first. You ju- I think you just need to to know that it's like an industry thing, and it doesn't really matter, and it's not really, it doesn't say that much about you. Yeah, it doesn't say that much about how your career is going to look. It's, you know, what's really useful is that you get some. If you're in the final, you'll get reviews, which sometimes, like I remember, I got a review from a final where I did not place, and. Uh, the review criticized one of my bits and I remember thinking oh yeah I've never thought of that before of course and I've never done the joke again because it was just not that good and just it was just you know oh, wow so you, you so you took the feedback on oh yeah I mean I also got other feedback which was not good but you know, sometimes <laughs> if you can kind of decipher it you can go oh you know what that's a good point I, yeah. I understand why I didn't so it can be very useful yeah. but don't get obsessed with it is the advice just don't be because it can feel yeah. like the be all and end all can it at the time oh god it's never it's never that and if you put if you make it that you're never going to be happy <laughs> you have to do comedy because you love doing comedy and you can never if your goal is to be famous or rich like just quit now it's not going to happen it's never going to happen just assume <laughs> top, it's never going to happen top happiness advice there Baines Plus One you are listening to Baines Plus One on Hoxton Radio with me Samantha Baines and the wondrous Sophie Hagen hello <laughs> There she is. Well, that was quite a nice hello. Well, I wasn't. I, I wasn't expecting hello, that. I had to say hello, so it came out a bit weird. I was like, oh god. Hello. I liked it. You, you met the real me there for a second. Hello. It was lovely to meet you, the real you. Um, you get to interview me, Sophie. So you yes. can ask me anything you like. Yes. What is your favorite thing about me? No. What? Uh, <laughs> I want to ask you a question. Your nose. That. Oh, thank you. I want to ask you a question a that I nose. asked. You know, busted. We yeah. talked a bit about boy bands. Yeah. I once interviewed busted, and this uh, is a question that I asked them uh, that I now will ask you. And I'm expecting your reply to be very honest. As good as busted's. It, yeah. Well, <laughs> it's a lot to measure up to. Oh my goodness. If you were, and I'm not saying you are, but if you were a pizza, what pizza would you be? Okay. Wow. Mm. I think... I'm sorry to drop that on you, just out of the blue. Well, I'm dairy intolerant by Silly Pizza because I frickin' love cheese. So I think if I was a pizza, I'd be, like, denying my dairy intolerance. So I'd have stuffed crust with cheese mm. and loads of types, different types of cheese. Okay. Then I'd also need a bit of meat in there because I do love meat. Yeah. And I love pepperoni. It's a pepperoni. Right. Also, I like to change it up. So olives <gasps> for a bit of kind of exotic. Also, I'm like quite dark haired and, and pale skinned. I look a bit sort of Mediterranean, possibly, if I had a tan. And uh, and pineapple. I love. For a bit of party. I love that you're a pineapple on pizza person. Yeah. Because no one admits to that. <laughs> oh, no, I love it. Me and my husband share. We have a pepperoni passion from a certain <laughs> pizza provider with extra pineapple that's amazing I feel like I found my my person really <laughs> oh wow now a question that I asked Westlife <laughs> okay did I live up to busted did I beat you did, busted you did okay. they were I mean I didn't really listen to their reply because they weren't Westlife when I asked them so I was a bit I didn't really and Charlie wasn't there so I was angry oh. uh, who's left yeah, who Charlie, Matthew okay. and something I think what? I was really I was like 14 and I only met them because the journalist couldn't get me a meeting with Westlife and I was like oh fine what ifs uh, so um, this is a question I asked Westlife and you can double check this on YouTube there's a, an interview that I did with them when I was 13 
and I would ask you the same question as I asked them. Um, at that point, it was because I was in panic. Okay. Uh, and I didn't know what to say. If I suddenly got turned into a turkey, what would you do and why? If you became a turkey? Yeah. Okay. Exactly the same they said when well, I said I wouldn't, that question. Well, I wouldn't cook you because you. I'd be like, oh, it's so funny. So I'd probably try and do some sort of you know like in films where they do magic hand waving and it reverses the spell okay i'd give that a go to see if you'd turn back oh, that's so and nice. if you wouldn't i'd um pick you up and put take you home and put you in my garden so you can have a run around oh, that's so much <laughs> you know what all these years i felt like westlife was so nice and they because well, they, they were going to cook me and eat me for thanksgiving that is that's yeah. horrible. But I, I they never were thought kill of that. You. I never thought of that till now. <laughs> <laughs> well, my first thought was eat it, but then okay. I thought, no, it's Sophie. Yeah, She's well, just become a turkey. We can still more be friends. Than they did, and that's, that's severely disappointing. <laughs> you could do turkey stand-up. It's like a new genre. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd, <laughs> no one would be like, oh, someone's already done that. <laughs> I mean, find, that could be my tick that thing on the thing. female comedy list. Yeah, turkey stand-up. About the time a female comedian got turned into a turkey. <laughs> Storytelling. It's fine. <laughs> You've got time for one more question. Yes. Why would... So in Edinburgh, there's a lot of shows. Yes. Like a lot of shows and a lot of talented people. Why should people go and see your show? Be, try and be non-British about this. Because I'm really good. That's non-British. Although yeah, I feel awful for saying you it. You still um, added like a, a question mark at the end. <laughs> because I'm good. No, they should come and see my show because there's lots of puns in it. Because I love puns. And there's a pun bell. So every time there is a pun, someone tings a bell. And everyone goes, yay. And because there are lots of jokes about cocks. Brian Cox. Professor Brian Cox. <laughs> and you'll learn loads of facts about science which are useful for quizzes. That was really interesting because you you lost me at puns and then you had me at cocks and then you lost me again at flying <laughs> oh. cocks. <laughs> there are also a couple of penis jokes thrown in there just okay. for good measure. Okay. You know, <laughs> couldn't do a science show without any. Sophie Hagen, thank you so much for interviewing no, me. No, thank you, Samantha. Thank, thank you. you. I'm secretly hoping now you turn into a turkey. Phase <laughs> plus one. Newsy music. It's Baines Plus One with me, Samantha Baines and Sophie Hagen, and it's time for the news. Sophie, can we have the headlines? Tweets keep coming back. Next one. Oh, all of them? Yeah. Blue and naked. Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> First in season fruit. Best ringer in San Francisco. Those are the headlines. We're playing very newsy music. So serious. Um, okay, so first of all, tweets keep coming back. My goodness. After briefly appearing online, our deleted tweets have finally been deleted for good. So this was a website called PostGhost. Have you heard of this? Thing? No. So this was launched on the 6th of July and it archived deleted tweets, mostly from accounts of famous people and public figures. The Phew. site's creators We're said... Safe. <laughs> We're safe. Samantha. No one knows who we are. Um, it was designed to target public figures as they can expect a level of privacy until they tweet out to millions of followers, apparently. The website uh, worked by delving into the code of Twitter's database to bring the deleted tweets back to life. Although last week, Twitter threatened to take PostGhost to court, citing European data deletion laws, and the website has been closed down. Yay! <gasps> Are you pleased? Yeah, kind of. Have I mean, I don't think I was in the. Uh, <laughs> I don't think it was that <laughs> sure, bad. You know, you could have been. Uh, have you ever de have you ever tweeted something oh, really yeah. bad and then deleted it? Yeah, I have. I guess. Yeah. I mean, we're we're young, you know, and we were young, Yes. Ages ago, and we would post things that we thought we meant. <laughs> and then we'd be like, oh, actually, delete. <laughs> I mean, it's not that bad, but this is like. I think the most embarrassing thing would be really bad jokes. Yeah. Especially because when I was new starting out and I'd post a joke and no one would like it, I'd be like, I'm just going to post it again and again and again. <laughs> I had a Batman joke, which was, I kept posting it because I thought it was so funny and no one liked it. And that would be so embarrassing. Could we hear the joke? Yeah, well, what was it? Why, <laughs> why does Batman's son 
get laid so much because women like bad boys. <laughs> I like it. It's like a pun. I know that's You're what's so embarrassing. You're going to love my show. <laughs> I love puns. Have you ever done again. pun run? I'm tweet it now. Tweet it again and I will retweet it <laughs> okay. and, and I'll like it. And you'll be like, yes, one. Have you ever done pun run? No, that kills no. Get, it's great. No, no, it's you, not. People would it's, love that. Yeah, if you like puns. Yeah. <laughs> it's really great. I love puns. It's brilliant. Okay, blue and naked. I love this story. So on Saturday, 3,000 people stripped naked and were painted blue, different shades of blue, and walked through the streets of Hull. And this is for artist Spencer Tunnock's latest mass human artwork, in which he visits towns and cities around the world, inviting people to strip naked en masse, and then he photographs them in a crowd of nude bodies on the streets. So you might remember back in March, we talked about the story of the artist on, on a search for naked volunteers. This is it. Um, apparently, they, some of the volunteers who were naked said it made them feel as if they were part of a special club. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, he painted the bodies four shades of blue to represent the sea's rising levels and the dangers of climate change. The photographs were taken over the weekend and they're going to be exhibited in the city next year. But if you Google it, you'll find them online. Have you wow. seen the photos? No, I can just They're imagine. awesome. You can imagine like the Blue Man group showing up being like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> you guys. Oh, not today. <laughs> it's like Smurfs have taken over Hull. <laughs> It actually looks really cool. I think when they're facing the other way, so it's just bums, it's not as distracting. But sometimes when they're facing... You don't think facing, butts are distracting? Well, I, I feel like I'm, I'm more learning so sort much of like... About you. I, I feel like, oh, there's a bum. You're a front person. Yeah, but when... Yeah. Oh, that's pretty. We're looking at photos now. Maybe oh. we'll tweet a photo so you can have a look. That's really pretty. I, 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 I sort of admire a bum, but then when I see a front bit, I go, ooh, <laughs> either sex. <laughs> So, so I was British. looking through it's the, the photos and I was like, oh, I've heard anyone say. front bits. Ooh. So uh, if you'd like to have a little front bit giggle, then uh, we'll tweet a photo for you of some front bits painted. But blue. also I'll tweet about Batman, so also be aware yes. of that. Yes, and we must all retweet <laughs> Yes. Bermuda Triangle, you did very well there, Sophie. I mean, I wasn't time, prepared so. for that word at all. <laughs> it's not a real word. But this is a serious thing. So we were talking about puppies earlier. Cats have been disappearing under suspicious circumstances in the New Zealand city of Timaru. I'm going to call it. I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, so people are describing the city as a Bermuda Triangle for cats. So uh, Ashley Hicks. Hi, Ashley. She lost her cat Moses on the 30th of June. And she started talking to other residents who had also lost their cats under suspicious circumstances. So she started a Facebook page called hashtag free the fur babies. Great name for lost cat owners to swap information on their missing pets. Within days, the page gained 130 mem members. 50 cats had gone missing from the area this year, including one member who'd lost three cats in two months. That is some bad luck or really bad ownership of pets. Um, so apparently they're saying the cats just vanish and there's probably a man burglar woman burglar out there stealing pets because all the stories of the missing cats are the same they just disappear i mean it's i find it very difficult to not go into dangerous dark territories with this like topic what? as what's your theory like you know how you know serial killers how they usually start out <gasps> With cats? Yeah. Why? Yeah. I think killing a cat would be harder than killing a human. No, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Sophie looked at me like, I can't believe you just said that out loud. <laughs> no, I was, I was like going through it in so my head. Cute. I was imagining both in my head going, no, I think... But there are some <laughs> awful humans... And all yeah. cats are incredibly cute. I mean, maybe fifty cute. are too many. Maybe they would eventually. If they, if you, I think if you've done t ten cats, you go, you'd start progressing <laughs> next level up, like on Pokemon Go. <laughs> it's like recharge level two. <laughs> Don't um, know the reference, but I'm sure your <laughs> listeners do. Oh, so I you mean, think they would know. have advanced onto humans by now? Yeah, I think or so. Or at least a larger animal, like a dog. But maybe do you think it's it's not it's not even fancy cats, is it? It's not even they're not even selling them. It's just cats. Cats aren't that expensive, it's are just, they? Well, some are. Why would someone kidnap cats? Oh, catnap. Catnap them. Catnap them. But not the relaxing type of catnap. I mean, if you were to 
catnap anyone. You'd catnap a dog. Dognap. Dognap. Hamsternap? Hamsternap. Turkey naps, Manish. Well, hamsters are difficult because they're in a cage, aren't they? Yeah, be harder to. Yeah, where cats, cats just, just wander around. Wandering. I mean, some would say that they're basically asking for it. But surely, if they were still alive, there'd be a house somewhere with fifty cats in it, just meowing. Whoever goes to the supermarket and buys loads of cat food, <laughs> you'd be like, "That's the perpetrator." <laughs> That's how you find you should them. Should put like a little a, a search device in the in the well, cat, like a little of, chip. Yeah, lots of cats have chips now. Maybe well, these people those, in New Zealand cats. just need to sort need out their yeah, cat maintenance. Tweet, tweet at New Zealand. <laughs> at New Zealand, generally. Put, put chips in your cats. <laughs> Full stop. Bye. <laughs> Love, Sophie and Sam. <laughs> First in-season fruit. This is a bunch of grapes that has smashed all records. We bring the best news to Baines Plus One. Last Thursday, the most expensive bunch of grapes in the world sold at an auction in Japan. What sort of auction was this that sells grapes? Red grapes of the Ruby Roman variety. They sold for 1.1 million yen, which is about 8,400 eight pounds. It was the very first of the 2006 Ruby Roman grape season. Contained 30 grapes, each one smaller than a just smaller than a ping pong ball. They're extremely spare, uh, extremely special variety of red grape. They've been developed over 14 years and funding from the Japanese government, and it's highly respected fruit across Japan. How big is a ping pong ball? That's quite big, isn't it? Yeah, it's quite big. It's like a gobstopper size. They pay over the asking price for the honour of buying the first of the season's fruit. Can you imagine spending eight and a half thousand pounds for something that just would decay and die? You can't even keep it. You've either got to eat it or like put it on your mantelpiece, but then only it lasts for a week. I mean, that's an argument for pets, isn't it? Yeah, but they die after years and years. Yeah. Not a week. Not if you live in New Zealand. They might still be alive. But I can't even imagine paying a pound for fruit. <laughs> do you like grapes? I do like grapes. How but much I would you really pay for a good bunch of grapes? To how good? Like really good. Like, like really, really juicy. Really good. On a good day. No like dirty bits on them. Four pounds. Four pounds. For like really, like really, really Premium good. grapes. But the thing about fruit is I don't really trust it because it's so inconsistent. So like a bag, like we spoke about anxiety earlier, like blueberries, like it's just yeah. a tray of blueberries, it gives me so much anxiety because you never know if they're going to be, if it's going to be a good blueberry or a soft blueberry or a sour one or And they a get that one. tiny bit of like white mold in the top, <gasps> some of them, and yeah. then they contaminate the others. Yeah. But blueberries are like four pounds, aren't they, for a little yeah. packet? But it, it's it's the trust that I, I can't have. It's all fruit, you never know how it's going to taste and that freaks me out. Fruit, At least with fruit like... Anxiety like candy that's really disgusting like you know it's been through so many factories that at least you know what you're getting you know it's bad but you know what you're getting you know like there's some chemicals in there yeah. and there's specific amounts so it'll always taste the same exactly and that, make, that feels, makes you feel safe <laughs> is fruit anxiety in your show? no but it should be it should damn be damn well should be sorry for I feel like swearing. I can really relate <laughs> I got damn really passionate fine. about that damn <laughs> um, best ringer in San Francisco this is the 53rd annual San Francisco cable car ringing champion who's been crowned. Didn't know you could ring a cable car, but apparently you can. <laughs> Over 50 years, cable car operators have been gathering each July to decide who's the best cable car ringer in the city. So San Francisco has a complex route of tram tracks, and each of the 170 cars... Uh, have drivers and conductors who work to keep the city's residents moving. They collect tickets, drive the trams, and ring the cable car's bell. And it's a very important part of the job, apparently. Some consider it to be an art form. They're highly respected people, and some of the tram workers are thought of as local celebrities in the areas and routes that they cover. I wonder if their tweets have recently been deleted because <laughs> they were being saved. Um, so for this year's bell ringing final, seven cable car employees made it through including the first time in history a woman <gasps> bell ringer yay Wicked. I think um, the prize was won by Leonard Oates who wowed judges with a rendition of Michael Jackson's bad played on the tram bell he said I love ringing the bell that's why I do it for fun 
And Cassandra Griffin, who's the first woman to make it into the finals, said, I feel great being the first female to ting the bell and going into history. It's great for my children to see. Oh, wow. that's sweet. I want to hear Michael Jackson's bad. I wonder if it's recorded somewhere on the internet. Producer Cake, can we try and find it? And then we can play it and have a glorious old time. Love to hear that. That's sweet. That's a nice thing, isn't it? Yeah. Did you, did you know that they had bells um, on no. cable car? Have you been in a cable I'm car? I'm not even sure I know what a cable car is to be absolutely... I've been in a cable car in South Africa, which goes up to Table Mountain. You know, oh, it's, it's like, like a mountain on a wire. Thingy. I think it is, but it oh. sounds like those ones are like trams, you know, like... Yeah. I don't know. What's going on in San Francisco? There's too many words there that I didn't <laughs> know the meaning of. <laughs> but they're having a nice time ringing and bells. that's very nice. And that's they all, should you be know, allowed to do that. That's all we can hope for. Bains plus one. Poem of the week. It is time for Poem of the Week on Baines Plus One. Now, Sophie Hagen, you have also written a poem. I have. But should, do you want me but to go first? I would first? love to use to go first. Okay. <laughs> so my poem is about my new favourite thing, Pokemon Go. And normally I aim for a comedy poem, but this is just a poem of passion. <laughs> so here it is. It's called Pokemon Off You Go. I've just downloaded Pokemon Go. The media have been calling it quite the show. Augmented reality on your phone. Catch cartoon characters while you roam. I must admit it's rather fun. A computer game without a gun. You see, balls are all you need to fulfil your Pokemon greed. I found a Magikarp at the shops. Playing on the tube really is tops. Less effort and more Pokemon buck. Although seeing all that Pokemon that you're missing, it does kind of suck. I caught a wild Pidgey. Pidgey at Stratford Station. Not the Pikachu. No, not that one. That's my favourite. Sorry. I got a wild Pidgey at Stratford Station. I can see why the craze is sweeping the nation. There's a lot of drowsies near my house. It's a competition, so I'm not telling my spouse. My goal is Pikachu. What a catch. He'd do me well in my first trainer match. But fighting Pokemon doesn't seem right. They're cute and challenged in height. Maybe all the trainers could make amends and then we could just catch some cartoon friends. <laughs> I just want to be friends with them. Sophie looks shocked. Uh, shocked isn't the word. <laughs> you can go with that. What is the word? I mean, this is really awkward because my, my poem is also about Pokemon <gasps> Is it? Yeah. Is it from maybe a different perspective? I mean, that's up for the... You can interpret it however you like. It might be a bit complicated to understand. But, um, okay, here we go. Do you just want to hear it? Yeah. Pokemon Go? Pokemon No. Makes you run around and around like STDs, a bunch of fleas, or someone who's lost their keys. Ready, set, Pokemon Go. Ready, set, Pokemon No. <laughs> Very good. Do STDs run around? Sure. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, you know, like, I like again, you, they you can do. interpret it. Metaphorically, they run between partners. Yeah. Run yeah. to new partners. I mean, I didn't pick apart the logic in, the, in your poem. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but, but I play Pokemon Go on the tube, so I don't have to run anywhere. I just sit there. I was telling Sophie uh, in the break, I, I found a Magikarp, another one, because I caught one at the shops found a Magikarp on the tube when we stopped and people the man next to me was staring at me very strangely because I quickly had to catch it before the tube door shut and we started going again and then I'd miss it so everyone on the tube was like what is she doing Why and I was like know? busily trying to throw my ball so is it the same so everyone else in the tube would have seen the same one if they had the if they had the I'm not sure you catch one will it still be there when they've caught it I don't know I haven't looked into the detail of it yet, just yet because I want to find out if I need to get it quickly or if there'll always be a supply there and I can go back. Yeah, I would. I would love to know that if I if I you know cared <laughs> at all. But there's special places that you can see on the map, so it's like a GPS. And then when you're up close to something and you can catch it, it shows you a video of the real thing the real place where you are and then there's a little character in the video but on the map it also shows you these kind of big points that are like shiny and rotating and that's where you go 
to um, fight your Pokemon with someone else. That's what? what I don't like about it. I don't like the fighting. I just like to catch so you them. Do, like with a stranger, you go hello. Yeah, and then you you Pikachu? fight them, and then I think if you if you win, you win their Pokemon. I don't like that element of it. I just want to get gather like you know like stamp collecting, but with Pokemon. But have you heard of this new app that I have found, <laughs> which is much less interactive? Oh, you're colouring <laughs> yes. in app. Yeah, and I've been really critical about people buying colouring in books for adults. Yeah. But then I found an app, and I was like, oh my god. How does it work though? You just it's just like you know one of those uh, lined, you know, drawings. drawings, and then you can just. You just press it and the colour comes in. And, and then you just pick a colour. You just pick a colour. Oh, so you don't even have to do like the colouring action. No, it's just dot the screen. Is that a relaxing lot. though? Yeah. I, I do colour I do colouring in at home actually, genuinely. Yeah. And I quite enjoy it. I, yeah, it just seems like more work. Because I just yeah. put on a podcast and then put my phone in flight mode and then I just colour in all these it's so relaxing. That's nice. It's so nice. But you're also listening to a podcast, so your mind is working a lot. I mean, it's not. Is I it a form of meditation of, for you? It, yeah, it's just cutting, cutting away from. It's like watching reality shows. You know, you just go, oh, just listen to someone <laughs> talk about stuff, and I don't really have to concentrate. What's it called? Uh, it's called Recolor. Uh, yeah, American. Are they employing Color. you to promote them? They should do. They re- <laughs> I've, I've shared it on Twitter a few times. Ago I know I've seen. Down, I'm like, we're gonna have to talk about this. It's app. so good. It's uh, it's very rare that I. <laughs> <laughs> promote this. something so strongly yeah. <laughs> well recolor if you fancy getting some coloring in your life but you don't want to do the actual coloring on paper yeah you can do it on your phone i might also get one of those i mean i might but i feel that branch out do both I saw some of the photos that you tweeted they're quite they're nice so many you've colors. done some good colors i really there. like a lot of colors I'm a fan of a lot of colours. I'm going to do one later and then we can have a (gasps) colour off. Oh my God, yes. Why do I make everything a competition? It's it's meant to be relaxing, isn't it? Yeah, I feel like you want me to download that Pokemon game so we can fight your Pokemon. We can fight our Pokemon. (laughs) Comedians do Pokemon (laughs) Go. That's a great idea for a podcast. Bane's plus one. Sophie Hagen. Yeah. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Thank you. I've tweeted the Batman joke <laughs> and it has three likes. And has it? Kind it? Of hurts. Yeah. I haven't even liked it yet. And then there's a Swedish-Finnish comedian who jokingly said, "Is that your new show opener?" Have you and replied then, and said yes? No. I love. And puns. then there's some other guy from North London. <laughs> of all places. Who tweeted, "Stick it on the needs work pile." Who is this no. guy? Who's Stuart Taylor? Who are you, Stuart? How, how dare he? you? I love that joke. You have 900 followers, Stuart Taylor. How many what followers do you, do you have, Sophie? <laughs> I don't know. I'll check. 11,000. Yeah, you but win. But out of 11,000, three people liked. Well, I haven't liked it yet. You just need to give people time <laughs> to get to it, to find it. You should put it on Facebook as well. I'm not putting it on Facebook. I feel like this I is going like to go viral. It's the best like joke gone, ever. I feel like I've gone too far already. <laughs> this is the joke you're going to be known for in the future. People will be like, Sophie Hagen, oh, the girl who did oh, the, the Batman, Batman joke. joke. Oh, the Batman joke, yeah, no. Nope. And nope. I'll be like, I was there. <laughs> you made it happen. When she tweeted it. <laughs> I don't know if I made it happen. I made you tweet it. You did. Um, so, Sophie Hagen, where can we come and see your show in Edinburgh? Please tell us. Shimmer Shatter. Shimmer Shatter. And it's on... Sorry, that was mid-yawn. <laughs> no offence. No offence. It's very No offence to me. your own show. It's 2pm. It's very interesting. God. Uh, no, it's at uh, 7.50, 10 to 8, at uh, Liquid Rooms Warehouse, every single day from the 6th to the 28th. 8th. Eat it the day before the 29th yeah <laughs> and uh, yeah you can come and sit there and we it's can check you out it's free on as well your, free is good we like free that free is good and then there's a little bucket at the end there will be a little and bucket and everyone can put all their big notes in that yes, bucket yes that would be very nice and we can get you on twitter at Sophie Hagen S-O-F-I-E-H-A-G-E-N do not tweet Sophie with a PH or Hagen with an A because those two people are tired of me. <laughs> those two people are like, oh, oh God, I'm not, not a comedian. <laughs> I didn't do the Batman joke, okay? <laughs> That's not me. <laughs> and also sophiehagen.com. Yeah. People want to find out where they can see you yeah. around England and yeah. I'm basically, afield. I'm on every social media outlet. I have Instagram, Snapchat, 
Tumblr, Facebook. <laughs> All of them. And my number is 07. <laughs> do you like Snapchat? I okay. Yeah, I kind of do. I like, uh, you know, seeing people's lives. I'm not too good at doing it myself. Okay. But I like, you know, people like Jasmine Stanley, who's uh, someone I'm uh, in love with, <laughs> a yoga instructor from America. Because oh, we haven't Snapchat. talked about your podcast, because obviously she was on your podcast. Oh, yeah, she was on the Guilty, Guilty Feminist, Feminist podcast. Oh, yeah, I should plug that. <laughs> yes, and your other podcast as well. Comedians Telling Stuff. That's about comedy. That's a bit like when we've spoken about comedy here. And, uh, yeah, Guilty Feminist is about feminism. And, uh, yes, yeah, so we had Jasmine Stanley on, and she's she's really good at Snapchat. Are you does she Snapchat? do yoga positions? The, she talked about yoga. It's a podcast, so the positions didn't don't really go oh no I mean on Snapchat oh I think she does a bit but it's mainly just I mean you know what at the moment actually she's quite into Pokemon Go so she (gasps) she she snaps a lot about Pokemon Go who isn't just slightly because I'm a bit annoyed with it come on (laughs) Jess I did actually write a couple of I'm a feminist but in your (gasps) honour did you so should I tell you that? Yes, please. I'm a feminist, but I wouldn't have been a land girl during World War Two, which is when so the women in the UK kind of joined in, in in farming to help out the cause because oh. all the men were off at the war. I'm a feminist, but I wouldn't have been a land girl during World War Two because I don't like mud. <laughs> and I'm a feminist because, but I like my husband to pay for the drinks because I'm saving for a new handbag. <laughs> there we I'm go. Gonna steal both of them because <laughs> they're so hard to write. <laughs> I did one for Deborah as well when she came on, um, which is my biggest guilty feminist thing. What was it? Which is I'm a feminist, but when I have a heavy suitcase at a train station, I definitely wait at the bottom of stairs and flutter my eyelashes in the hope a man will carry it up. <laughs> I had one about suitcases as well. Something about uh, what did I say when a, I'm a feminist, but. Uh, when a man when I was I was limping and then a man offered to carry my bag up the stairs and I said okay you can and I was really annoyed but on the inside I was really happy mainly because I'd faked the limp <laughs> to make him carry it I love it sometimes they're just heavy just need help with stairs we're still feminists um, so if you want to check out The Guilty Feminist it's a brilliant podcast I'm a regular listener oh, they can you. look up that on iTunes and yeah. the same with your other ones as well yeah comedians, comedians selling stuff and Guilty Feminist just google them and subscribe and leave five star reviews please do <laughs> <laughs> now before we finish Sophie mm-hmm. obviously I'm going to Edinburgh to do my first debut solo show <gasps> other people listening might be thinking about going to Edinburgh and doing the same what would your top advice or going as a visitor yeah to see shows what would your top Edinburgh Fringe as it's coming up next month advice be performers or punters maybe advice for performers and advice for punters I mean for performers it's definitely top advice is see as many shows as you can support all your friends have so much fun with just hanging out and enjoying the art because I was told don't see anyone's shows because you'll get really jealous if their show's really good and you'll compare your show to theirs. And, yeah. But after six days, I was so sad and so depressed and I felt so excluded. And then I went to see Lusanda's show and I was like, oh, this is amazing. And I just lit up and I was just watching all these shows and I, I just loved, I loved it. I loved seeing people I know and started out with and just doing their what they want to do and everyone's so happy on stage and that's the the best advice is just you know it's a friendly thing and it's a community and oh my god we're comedians and we get to do this and people are watching us do this and sitting in an audience watching your friend do comedy it's the best feeling in the world so definitely it's and then it's not about reviews and competitions it's just about being there and just enjoying that we're having the best festival in the entire world and it's the most fun Oh, that's so nice. I love that also you were talking about the beginning of the Fringe, that you hadn't seen anyone shows and everyone was very happy on stage. I think some people by the end aren't very happy on stage. But you know what? I think people on stage, people seem to be, I mean, happy all the way through. Mm. It's when you leave the stage and when you're about to go on, you're a bit tired and, oh, knock, I can't believe I'm going to do this again. But, you know, comedians live up on stage. That's, That's where we're meant to be the whole... And you the get the adrenaline, time. and it's yeah. the vibe of the audience, and yeah, yeah, 
it's fun while it's happening and then afterwards you can just cry about all your mistakes oh yeah <laughs> and then it's good to have friends in the audience you know when you go up to, if it's a free show and you go up to them when they're standing with a bucket and you put money in and just to give money you know I mean it's the same money that gets goes around from bucket to bucket but still <laughs> it's so nice to go hey that was an amazing show and they're like oh you came and saw it and you're like yeah and then they come and see yours and you get so happy and it's I think that's the nicest thing about the festival is just seeing your friends do their thing and what about any advice for punters uh, how, if you're seeing the free fringe give them money because yes. it's really expensive I don't think people know how much work goes into Edinburgh um, and how much of your bank balance goes into Edinburgh oh my god well. yes uh, it's difficult to really recommend certain acts isn't it because it depends what you're into but you know don't just go and see the really famous ones maybe yeah. read it, read some reviews or you know, read about the shows, and maybe if, even if you don't know the name, you know, go and check it out if it sounds like your type of thing. Yeah, yeah. Say and give yeah. give some things a chance. You might discover something amazing. Exactly, but also not too big of a chance. <laughs> you can also <laughs> see something yeah, that will leave a scar in your brain. Yeah, <laughs> but then you've just got it to compare to the good stuff. That's true. So I mean, I have seen go. some amazingly horrible <laughs> stuff in Edinburgh. Yeah. So if you want to come and see some amazingly horrible shows, my show is on. <laughs> no, I, I mean, some of it is people have laughed. So there we go. Um, I said left. <laughs> people I mean, have people have left. Left and laughed. Um, <laughs> so at the same time. It was 50%. Uh, Sophie Hagen, thank you so, so much. Thank you so much. Do go and see her show at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival on the Free Fringe. Shimmer Shatter. Check it out and follow her on Twitter and all the Instagrams, Instagrams. and social medias. Sophie Hagen <laughs> and sophiehagen.com. Hagen with a H-A-G-E-N. Come on get your spelling on on board um i'm now gonna convince her to join pokemon go but i'll be back next week of course next thursday 12 till 2 with another marvelous guest from the world of comedy and tv another notable person uh, you can follow me on twitter at samantha baines b-a-i-n-e-s have a wonderful week baines plus one thanks for listening to baines plus one with me samantha baines you can follow me on twitter at Samantha Baines, B-A-I-N-E-S. We love you listening to the show wherever you are in the world. Thank you so much. Please share what you think on Twitter and on Facebook as well. It's facebook.com forward slash Samantha Baines. And do hit subscribe and give us a cheeky little review. Five stars would be lovely. (laughs) And tell all your friends. Bye.